there's a picture of him making his two Oscars kiss. And I'm like, yeah. that's what I would do if I <laughs> yes. won multiple Oscars. Like, two Kens. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Game On, a podcast about gaming and other geek culture topics from a queer perspective. I am your host, Mark Waters, and with me is Stephen H. Garcia. Hello! And our third co-host, Adam. Hi, friends! And as always, Ray. That's me! <laughs> I think after all this time, I really got that down. That was like the most perfect <laughs> Thank you, thank you. Now, we now, get a card. I know, now how do we get paid for it? <laughs> all right, it's been a, a month. Uh-huh. Let's jump right into it. What are we currently playing? Press start to play. All right. I'll start. I'm still playing the uh, Sinking City oh. game, the Cthulhu game. Oh, right. Um, and I- I'm really enjoying it. Uh, the There are different houses in the city. It's one of those games where you can go into a house mm-hmm. that you... Because you can explore it, you're like, oh, I bet I have to come back here later on. Mm-hmm. But you can't do anything there while you're there mm-hmm. because you're not at that point in the game yet. But I started realizing that a lot of these houses, they have like four um, floor plans that they stick to. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, okay, I'm in this floor plan now. Okay, mm-hmm. so you kind of learn where to where to explore. And are there like hidden items and treasures and stuff around? There's not treasures, I wish. Um but there are like newspapers you can pick up and oh. there's not like a, s- a certain type of item that you have to collect in each, you know, area. Do you actually have to like kill creatures of the night? Yes, there's four different types of creatures and I can't remember the names of them. <laughs> That's okay. Because they're all very strange. But one of them is like a, a little, like a daddy lang leg on four uh-huh long legs that that are crooked and they have like elbow looking things and they claw around that's creepy yeah <laughs> there's another one that looks like a human torso that's crawling around uh on its back and its stomachs are its butt that's also creepy okay. but it's one of these games it, you know where they you can tell where their weak point is by the color uh-huh. and so their their butts are colored yellow <laughs> So you know they're like butts, they're meat sacks or something. No, yeah. To um, <laughs> you start off with one pistol, then you get a better pistol, then you get a what's shotgun by doing a mission, and then you get a hunting rifle, and then I know at some point I'm supposed to get a machine gun, mm-hmm. which is what you you're carrying in the trailer. So it's a little disappointing you don't get it faster, but so is Cthulhu like. The big boss. I don't know yet. <laughs> there are, there are, they do have side missions. There are, I think, eight or nine major story missions as you progress through the story. And there are bosses at the end of them. So it's called the Sunken City. Sinking, Sinking City. City. And that's, that's so what it's always... it's not like Bioshock. No, no. There are parts of the city that are underwater, but you don't go in. You, you do go underwater at certain points. Mm-hmm. I've done it three times in the game so far, and you have to go down in this really heavy diving suit. Mm that there's not too many dangers to it. You're just, when you go underwater, you're walking around in this diver suit. You can repair your suit um, if you get hit too many times, but for some, I, I don't know why, probably just so that there's some kind of danger down there. There's these um, like little fissures in the ground where hot water's coming out. And if you walk over it, you that's how you hurt your suit. Or something. I'm like, please. <laughs> And then you get to an area where you have to get out of the suit, and that's where the story continues. Gotcha. So, uh, I wish the underwater parts involved more 
exploration. Yeah. If you look in the right direction, though, you can see giant, odd creatures swimming around, but they don't attack you. Hmm. Yeah. It's more, it's more, right. It's more for the eerie feeling. Mm -hmm. So some of the side missions have involved a cannibal restaurant, um, a woman who sewed her mouth shut because she revealed the location of a hundred year old witch. (laughs) Some weird stuff. But the, what's happening in the overall story is that, that I don't really care for is that your character is drawn to this sinking city because you're having visions and you're, you just happen to be a police detective or not a police, but just a detective. Mm-hmm. And you're drawn into the story. Like you actually become an integral part of it rather than being a detached detective trying to piece everything together. So I'll have to see how it ends up. But so far it was like, oh, I wish that he didn't have to get involved, you know? Mm-hmm. So but then there would be no game. Well, there would be a game, but you wouldn't be personally invested in it. And I know from one of the trophies, there's a game where you basically can say, like, I'm out, <laughs> and just <laughs> leave them to their own devices. Yeah. So I'm That's looking funny. forward to seeing where that, how that fits in. Um, and then I guess the other thing to say that I wanted to say is that um, in the Disney shitter game that I play, mm-hmm. the Mandalorian and the child are two new characters. Oh, cute. So <laughs> I don't know. What game is that? Oh, what's it called? Disney Jewel? It's like a... So match three. Yeah. Emoji. Yeah, like an emoji game. Gotcha. Oh yeah, Disney emoji. Uh, yeah. Thank you. It's not a puzzle quest. No. Thank you, random person. <laughs> it's not in our podcast. Kyle. Yeah. Kyle? Thank you, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So Ray, what are you currently playing? Well, I decided one day that I just wanted to shoot a bunch of people, so I picked up Call of Duty. Yay. Um, <laughs> Duty. Violence. Which one was that? Hold on. It was Call of Duty. Uh, Black Ops 3. Ah. And I realized there's a reason why I stopped playing that game. Because, <laughs> like, I really love Call of Duty. We all know this. Mm-hmm. It's my favorite franchise. Problem is that with this one, it's very, like, they basically turn you into, like, a machine. And so there's so many extra moving parts. Like, mm-hmm. just give me a gun and a mission, and I'm happy. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, like, in this one, in the first scene, you basically die. <laughs> So like, that they can rebuild you? So then they turn you into, like, rubble. Yeah, so, like, I'm going to say spoilers, but this thing has been out for years, so if you, <laughs> like, if you don't want to hear spoilers, turn, like, just fast forward. Okay. But, like, in the first scene, you're, like, saving this president or whatever, and it won't let you get on the helicopter, so you have to shoot all these robots that are coming after you, and they, like rip your arm off and then rip your other arm mm. off and then rip both your legs off and they like beat you and they're like basically like leave you to die like with no limbs it's very graphic wow. and then your like ally comes and saves you and he's like well now we have to like basically rebuild you and they like, put a computer in your head and they give you all like fake arms and legs and stuff and then so how is black ops different from modern warfare I don't know. I haven't played Modern Warfare yet. <laughs> but, so, okay, so is this one, like, supposed to be, like, present day or in the future? Definitely or? in the future, okay. because they're talking, like, 2025 or whatever. Although, when this came out, it was 2015, oh, so it was God. a little farther in the future. Wow. But uh, it was just, like, there's so much extra to it. They're, like, you can run along walls, and you can, um, like, see in the dark without night vision, and you can, like... 
kind of jump really high. You like have superpowers without having superpowers, but it's so much extra work to remember all of the controls and how to do all this <laughs> stuff. Like I played that like when it first came out at eighty three. Yeah. And I had no clue how to do anything. Yeah. And I was on a team and I'm like, I'm gonna just be this running lady. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's just like you can play as a male or a female. Um, but it's just like there's so much extra and I remember like picking it up and then like not finishing it because it's like there's certain um like scenes and missions that you have to complete but you have to use like you have to use like the skills that you now have mm. and i'm like i just just give me a gun and like let me go do my mission like i really loved world war Two because like they give you a gun and they're like all right go kill people no robot legs in that no robots in that and so um i didn't i played it for a little bit but then i was just like i don't like this one mm. i really want to get modern warfare the one that just came mm-hmm. out um, but that's still $60 yeah. have, so. What kind of a risk do you think it would be for if they did just do a Bionic $6 million man or a Bionic woman game? I mean, that's a franchise that people know about, but it's not right. really being used. And it would make a great video game. Like, why do a movie before a game sometimes with some of these characters? I know they are making a new movie. Well, they've been talking about that yeah. for a long time, the $6 like, billion dollar man yeah, or something. right. Well, Amelia's not that much anymore. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I know. A six trillion dollar man. Well, there was that reboot Bionic Woman series yeah. a while ago. Which yeah. didn't last very long. No, it wasn't great. <laughs> Katie Sackhoff was the villain. She was, good, she yeah. was awesome. She should have been the Bionic Woman. Yeah. But, I mean, instead of constantly redoing it for TV, right. if they did a video game first, and if that caught on, you could do a TV show or movie, movie based on the video game, based mm-hmm. on the TV show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember on G4 when uh, Olivia Munn was on there mm-hmm. and she had a skit called The Lesbianic Woman. <laughs> They're like, we could rebuild you, make you better, make you lesbian. <laughs> I, I see amazing. where they were going in this Call of Duty. I see why people would enjoy it. I personally did not enjoy it. So then I went back to baseball. So tradition, <laughs> traditional murder, <laughs> traditional warfare for you. Yes. Okay. Just give me a gun and give me a mission and let me shoot my way through things. Like, I don't want to have to have a whole bunch of extra abilities in order to succeed. Like, just give me my gun. Oh, you would hate Play the Darkness. Probably. This game came out like a while ago. It's like a first-person shooter game. But you have like these like side demons that are also with you and they do magic while you're shooting. I found that, like, the, the more simple the mechanics are in the game, the more fun I find it. I'm going to get you an Atari. <laughs> Too simple. I, that, yeah, uh, that's a little bit more than that. One right. button pew, and a pew, joystick. Pew. It's too hard. Pew, pew. I can't do no. But, I mean, there, I mean, I love Horizon Zero Dawn, and that has, like, multiple. Like, you oh, have sure. to use, like, two or three things sometimes. So it's not oh. like I don't enjoy it. I just find, like, the... The less I have to worry about, the better. Mm-hmm. That's I, I, understandable. I just, I don't like to think very hard when I play video <laughs> games. Like, video games are an escape from yes, the world. Exactly. I don't right. have to think that hard. Got it. That's all. <laughs> Adam, what are you currently playing? So, I have, a, I have like, three that I'm going to talk about. First one is, I finished Kingdom Hearts 3. Yay. So, okay, explain it to me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't you love that? So as a person who's only actually played Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2, and then 3... <laughs> me too! <laughs> the story is incomprehensible. <laughs> yes! Um, I did not like a few of the stories. Like, I thought the, the Tangled story was 
kind of weird, like, to fit into everything, and... Did there's, you get lost in the wo- woods in the Tangled one? Kind of. It's really easy to get lost in the woods. There's, yeah. like, no reason for them to go to any of those worlds except he's trying to find the power of waking. Yeah. And it, like, literally makes no sense and is not explained, and it's just like, oh, well, we'll just go to, like, all these woods while, I'm, like, basically Sora's, like, wasting time to save the world and just, yeah. like, hanging out at these places. It would make more sense for him to go to, like, Sleeping Beauty's world. Exactly. If he's looking for waking. Except Sleeping Beauty, I think, was one of the they did original the, like, it was they did the, like, yeah. two times in the first game. Oh. Yeah. Then they're in the second one, too? No. The problem with three is that if you don't play any of the middle games, there's like a chunk of story that you're missing and yeah. you're like, uh... Oh, yeah. So what happens they only made the... middle games for like years. Yeah. Right. So what happens at the end is essentially all of a sudden there's like the Organization 13 and then you have like the seven key- Keyblade wielders and it's like then all these people start like revealing themselves and I'm... And it's supposed to be like all these like <gasps> moments and I'm like, who the fuck is that? <laughs> exactly. I had that same I I had the same feeling when I did it. Too. I like I don't know who you are, but yeah, fun PK. <laughs> I was like, now there's two Sauras and there's two Roxases and I don't know who any of them are. Yeah. I was like Veritas and Venitas. I'm like, what the fuck is I don't this? Know who this is. <laughs> yeah. So um, But the worlds are beautiful. I do have to say, I thought the combat was fun. I like doing all the keyblade form changes because every keyblade has a different Form changes. Yeah. So, oh, which one's your favorite one? Oh yeah, which one's your favorite? I mean, the tangled one is pretty cool when you get to use like the super moves and you turn into the giant tower and start shooting lasers at everything. Yeah, that one's pretty cool. <laughs> um, My favorite was the Toy Story one. Yeah, with the, the, I, all of the them. Big blaster. I thought the, I actually thought the frozen one was to, was cool because then you change from the Keyblade into like claws and yeah. then into like a big giant ice sword. And I'm like, yeah. Okay, that's cool. That cool. I like the pirates one when you made it into a big red flag. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All of them were cool. I loved all of them. I thought the Big Hero 6 world was pretty fun. Um, I didn't. That was the one world I didn't like because you had to, you had like a time to do like four things. Right. Once you go back later after you've played through the world and because I went, I, the only thing that I went back to like kind of complete was the hidden Mickey things, the, mm-hmm. the secret emblem, I guess they call them. Um, and that was actually kind of fun to like, you know, explore the world that much, but. Some of them are like, I would have never guessed that's where they would be. Like, like you have to look at it at a specific angle. Yeah, and sort of like the like, Riddler trophies where it's like you have oh, to yeah. line up the things and like yeah. see it. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so I thought that was fun. I I got like five of the seven Aura Chalcum Plus for the, oh. for the Ultima Weapon. And then the last two were like, you have to get, you have to like destroy some giant thing in the gummy ship and I was like hell no that one took for fucking ever so I kind of then just I don't even know how to build the gummy ship like I tried multiple times I'm like I still have the original gummy ship with no add-ons or modifications because every time I try to build it like you can't do this I'm like Mm -hmm. why not it says I have everything I need yeah yeah like you have to like level up your gummy ship too yeah Yeah. in order to have enough like points to use like the better blueprints yeah it's dumb Mm -hmm. yep I heard the pirates world was really fun. I thought it was kind of fun. It was okay. <laughs> um, it's the prettiest one. So I did enjoy it overall, but I think like they just made the story so stupid. I think it's stupid that you have to play every single game they came out with right, to in know who order the main characters are. to yeah. understand the story. Well, and why does this have to be a continuation of any story? Just because it's number three? I guess. And then there's, like, randomly two characters playing chess. Like, a white character and a black character. Not racially, but 
with their clothes. Mm-hmm. And then they're actually, like, one of them is actually Xehanort or something. I don't know. Like, it's just <laughs> nothing ever, nothing made sense Nothing to me. made like, sense. Okay. How difficult was the final battle for you? Because um, I completed it the first time, and I've never done that ever in any game. So I, um, I actually played on... I didn't save it. So. <laughs> <laughs> I actually played on proud mode. So um, it did. I had to, like, restart several times on a couple points, but I did eventually finish it. But, um... Did you get all the flan monsters? No. <laughs> like, you have to like take pictures. I mean, they're all just. I was like, okay, I think this is done. I think I'm. So you then beat I, it, so you can turn it. You can I put it away it. now. It was done. Yeah. Do you see yourself revisiting it? And no. then nope. No. That's I've, it. I've already given it back to my boss. Who oh. let me borrow it? And the I DLC did. came out, and I'm like, I don't even yeah. want to go into that again. <laughs> so then I went back to playing the Outer Worlds. Mm. Um, yes, I want to hear more about this game. Um, and I have to say. I'm kind of at the point where I'm like, I still have a lot left to do, but this main story has not pulled me in as much as I wanted it to. I'm like, I've gone to a bunch of different planets now. And so essentially you are like unfrozen from this ship of, you know, people who are all like in cryogenic stasis, essentially that your ship gets knocked off course. So by the time you arrive at the system, you were supposed to be on the first ship to arrive at the system, <laughs> but then you get knocked off course, and so by the time you get there, like, 80 years later or something, oh, wow. it's already been settled, and so people have been there for decades and stuff. Mm-hmm. So then when you wake up, then the whole point is you're trying to then get the tools and the chemicals and the things in order to, like, wake up the, pe- the rest of the people from your ship. Oh. So um, there's literally been, like, nothing in the main story to actually advance that part of the thing, which is kind of what I'm interested in. I'm just, like, going around, oh, get this like you know key to like be able to fly to this planet or something and Mm -hmm. it's like so i just feel like i'm doing these fetch quests kind of right now and i'm like i want an actual story to happen so maybe it will maybe i just need to like you know break through a little bit more have you tried googling the outer world when will the story start (laughs) (laughs) that might give you an answer right (laughs) uh well i have used a couple guides to like because you can kill everybody even like all the NPCs, if you want to just go through and massacre everybody, you can. But then you start watching quests. So um, I'm being nice, and I'm not killing anybody if I don't have to, unless I start shooting at you first, of course. Then you kind of have to. But uh, yeah, like y- y- there's a lot of different spots where if you make this choice or answer this thing, like it can take you off into a totally different like quest mm. thing. I like that. So um, yeah. I like that too, but I feel like none of it is having to do with anything. You know, it's just kind of like side quests, which mm. normally I like side quests, but I'm like, okay, I want to save my people. <laughs> I'm going to defrost them. <laughs> and so far it hasn't happened. So then I went, because like PlayStation was having a sale, and I bought and downloaded Concrete Genie, hmm. which is a short game. I probably finished it in like two days, and then maybe spent a couple more days getting collectibles and stuff but essentially you play as this kid in this you know fictional city that had been just basically kind of destroyed by an oil tanker spill and you have this like magic paintbrush and you are going around like putting art on the walls and sort of like recreating beauty and then of course um the concrete genie thing comes in because you can paint these genies on the wall who then like kind of help you like get to like different areas and like there's like a fire genie and a lightning genie and like a wind genie and so like depending where you are they'll like help you with some of the puzzles and things and how did you hear about this game i saw it in an article that was like the you know like the best like 
PlayStation exclusives. Mm. So it's only on PlayStation. It came out in like October, so it's pretty new. Mm. Um, it's still like thirty bucks, which I think is kind of too much for a game that's the story's only like six hours long. But it was on sale for like seventeen, and I was like, sure. Well, so I went for it, and I definitely thought it was fun. It's also um, VR compatible. Oh, so that might be why it's 30 bucks. That could be, yeah, exactly. But I thought it was fun. There's like a whole storyline where these this gang of bullies are chasing you around, but then the paintbrush, like when you both touch at the same time, like you'll kind of see like the pain in the bullies' lives and kind of like why they're behaving that way. And eventually you kind of have to like help them and stuff and kind of like move past like your, you know, your anger for them and everything so there's there's some cool themes to it um yeah i, re- I liked it i'd recommend it if you find it a good price on it right not full price no <laughs> but anything less unless yes. it's vr apparently well uh, i feel we'll like sp- it might it sounds like a fun game that might be like more fun in, in vr, VR? Mm-hmm. could be it definitely could be all right everyone buckle up steven <laughs> what are you currently playing all <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, right where's your list i know um, where's your notebook it's on my phone Okay. <laughs> uh, so the first thing I was playing was uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order that I borrowed from Adam. Mm-hmm. So I beat that already. So he beat it before I did. Mm-hmm. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that was surprisingly really good. Like way better than I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I just want them to have DLCs, but they don't have any. Uh, I know. Yeah. I bet they will. Uh, but I just saw that Disney wants them to make more games like that. Well, sure. Yeah. yeah. I watch games that make money. <laughs> and are good. Yeah. That people want to play? Because like, EA has not been doing anything good lately. Yeah. So It was really enjoyable watching Ryan play it. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. It's like almost like watching a TV show. And I'm like, oh, what's, you know, the music is really nice. Yeah. So who's the who's the guy that the battle that where it's like all of a sudden there's like a super, super hard battle? Oh, the where, where you stopped? Yeah. Uh, I forget his name. I want to say Malakith, but that's not it. Marius? Was it Marius? Um, Something like that. Because uh, Ryan got stuck on him too for a little bit. He, you'll see the story, because I don't want to tell you the rest of it, but there's like there's a character that you have to fight that like fights with two lightsabers, and it's like, what the fuck? And if you're not prepared enough, that like, you cannot beat the fight. Yeah. Um, but I, I stopped and went back and collected more. Um, these things called like, uh, what are they? The stim packs. Stim packs. Mm-hmm. And they give you like more life throughout the thing, but you have to like unlock them throughout each level. Mm-hmm. So I went back and collected up to like nine of them. <laughs> yeah, I think I only have like four. Yeah, I think I had four, two, uh-huh. four, or three when I fought him, and I was like, this is not enough. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but then after that, I was all like, well, I'm gonna not die ever again. <laughs> but it was pretty good. Like, um, I, the way the game ended was really good. The nice little surprise at the end. Good. So, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, I want more of it. <laughs> well, I'm going to finish it now. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I uh, went back to playing The Witcher 3, The Wild Hunt. Uh, yes. Um, Another which, game that sidetracks you with side quests. Yeah, it's, <laughs> that game is sidetrack central. Uh-huh. Like, uh, I keep forgetting what the main mission is, but then like <laughs> I'll do a side quest and then be like, oh, I'm really glad I did that one because it took you to like a whole another area of the game that you would normally not go to. Mm-hmm. Like, I went to one, it was like a mansion garden masquerade party mm-hmm. that was just a side quest but i was like this is pretty as fuck mm. <laughs> um and then the, the mission you have to wear a mask and you have to get like a mask for your lady friend so you have to go in there with your little mask and then like try to blend in with these like rich people <laughs> uh but the story like that main story is pretty good it's really fucked up <laughs> but it's really good 
Awesome. I'm really enjoying it. Um, have you got? Have you seen Siri in real? Like for real? Because like, there's the early mission where it's like a flashback. Yeah, there's actually a couple of flashbacks where you play as Siri, uh-huh. and I played as her like four or five times. But is this, I, is this the little like, girl? Yes. Little girl. So oh, and, and, I thought you were talking about the person on my phone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so in the show she's a little girl, but in the game she's like pretty much young adult now. Uh-huh. Or and on your phone she's a full grown woman. I know. Mm. So mm-hmm. um, different forms. Badass though, she has like this cool like side dash thing, so she can move way faster than Carol can. Mm-hmm. Um, but but it's does she cool. know everything? <laughs> it kind of seems. No, no. Like <laughs> this series, her name starts with a C. Oh, okay. Our series starts with an series. S. Yes. Just want to make that clear in case there's any confusion. <laughs> so I'll play. I'll play do The they, Witcher, and then it's okay. Do they talk about what is it the app, the right of surprise or the rule of surprise? I have. <laughs> You know, someone said it once in a game, but I, they never really talk about it that much. It's such a like major plot point in the show. Mm-hmm. I'm like, does that happen in the game? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Well, this is The Witcher Three. Maybe it happens in the past two games. Well, I think so. Well, well the game the game's is connected to Geralt by yeah. the rule. What is it? The, the rule, rule surprise. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but the games are a sequel to the books, so the show mm-hmm. is it's based off the books. Oh, so they're not so remakes series, of the books. Yeah. So series oh. actually older. Yeah, she's a grown up. Yeah, she's yeah, she's like she's been trained by Geralt to fight and stuff, and she's right. been on the run for like ever. Um, but no, it's cool. Um, it's cool to see like we we'll still talk about the past, and then you were like, I just watched that in the show. I know what they're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's interesting the way. Uh, I don't want to segue into the show too quickly. I know we're going to discuss it, but the the way that the show is organized, mm-hmm. that it's not a linear storyline. It's back and forth all the mm-hmm. time, and when it finally starts gelling. And you're like, oh, that's when that happened, and that's when that happened. Oh, I see. It's mm-hmm. it's interesting way that they did the show. Mm-hmm. There was a couple times where I didn't realize to show how far back they were, mm-hmm. and they mentioned someone's name, but that person was like a little boy in the scene. And it's like, but he was an old man like two scenes ago. <laughs> the only weird thing about that is the bard oh. looks the same. Maybe that's his power. Well, that's what Geralt's and Yennefer's power is like. They're supposed to not age, but then there's, she says something like, oh, the crow's feet are new, and I was like, he looks exactly the same. So <laughs> Makeup. Maybe they need to work on their aging makeup. And it's funny that like they, they've all aged differently, but Geralt's wearing the same outfit throughout the whole thing. Mm. <laughs> the stink. Yeah. The stink. He must, he must stink, I oh. said. Yeah. Um, Sorry, it's my Invisalign. That's why we need the gooseberries and elder... Yeah. Flower, whatever. <laughs> then I found out like his horse. It's not the same horse. Uh, Roach. Yeah. So every horse he owns is named Roach. Oh. <laughs> so like when I found that out, I was like, oh, I thought it was the same horse the whole time. It's an immortal horse. I thought it was a magic horse. <laughs> yeah, that thought never even occurred to me. <laughs> magic horse. But you know, have you guys seen the the Witcher meme where they're like his sword is got a smiley face on it <laughs> no so there's like a um, there's like a medallion like fastened to his sword and if you look at it like while it's in his sheath like over his shoulder uh-huh. there's like two little jewels and then like kind of like an opening and it looks like kind of a happy smiley face oh like, yeah oh well. um, so there's some like funny memes that you can see with like how happy his sword is behind him <laughs> but then it's actually kind of sad because then i saw another thing kind of explaining that that's actually the Brooch of the woman that he has like, to kill in the first episode. Yeah. It's like, 
so he like keeps it on him as like a reminder like not to have to you know like not to do that anymore mm-hmm. so oh, then like, he oh, it why is the smiley face so sad because <laughs> when it's upside down it's dead face oh. <laughs> so what let's go back to what else you're playing and then we can um so when i'm not in the mood to do something so serious as, as the witcher i started playing a gta 5 online <laughs> oh grand theft auto yes okay um but they had a, a premium sale uh, last week two weeks ago and I got it on sale, and um, I'm only playing it for the online. Because <laughs> it's so silly and wacky, all the things you could do online. Mm-hmm. And, and, of course, you're a furry. Yeah. So, <laughs> I couldn't find the wolf mask, but I found the fox mask, which is, like, the second most popular do you, furry. Do you have to buy it in a store? Yeah, there's, like, actually to... a, uh, like, a Halloween mask store. Mm. Uh, they even had, like, a fun Nosferatu mask that I was thinking of getting oh. into. <laughs> that would ruin your beautiful face. Right. And your cool hair. fox hair. Yeah. <laughs> Did you find the gay bar? I found it. And I found another one. It had a really weird name. Um, I have to remember what it was called. The manhole. Um, well, the one is called Pitchers, right? Pitchers, yeah. Which is like kind of a triple entendre. <laughs> Wait, what, what, what's, what's Hollywood calling it? It's called something West something Hills. Vinewood. Vinewood Hills. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like West <clears throat> Vinewood Hills. Uh-huh. Um, so I, in the pack that I got, I got the this premium pack that gave me a CEO office, and then it also gave me a a biker club uh, nightclub thing. Mm. So in the desert, I have a biker club called the Glory Hole. <laughs> oh my gosh! Does it generate money for you? Uh, not yet, but it will. Okay, but once it will. I get people on there. Once you start making and selling. Well, I play solo, so it's hard mm. to do some of the missions solo. Mm. Um, like I have special CEO missions I could do, but mm. I need to do them with people. Special CEO missions, yeah. like cutting jobs. Uh, kind of. <laughs> the, one of You're like, fired. One of them is like export in, imports missions, uh-huh. but you're basically like stealing rich cars and then importing them out. Oh, right. exporting them out. Right. So, well, there's definitely insider trading missions in the main game. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. You at one point you assassinate somebody by rigging their telephone to blow up in his head like on live TV while he's like introducing some like product or something and then the share price goes down and you make tons of money wow yeah you can be evil (laughs) there was a lot but he's he's a he's a fucking asshole so he deserves it we need more games that will teach us uh corporate finance (laughs) (laughs) make it interesting there's a lot of like banking type games like mini games but i haven't done them yet because banking like banking oh banking yeah I was like, you can like just go make a cake. <laughs> I want to create. I want to. I want to create a video game that's a, like a political thriller where you're having to create the budget, and negotiate with other people about what's going to be. Inc- no, that sounds completely boring. I probably would play it, but sounds like the but it's the progressive commercial that they're like a an, an insurance safety theme park. That's right. what that sounds like to me. Yes, exactly. And at the end of the commercial they're like maybe we shouldn't have made it a safety theme park. <laughs> but that's what they see on the surface underneath it there's like like a crazy underground deathmatch thing. Yeah. It could get crazy. Like, it could be like an overcooked style game where you get all these charges and then you have to put them in different budgets. Oh my goodness, that sounds like so much fun. <laughs> oh That's God. like a relaxing game, like Diner Dash or something. <laughs> Just charge, give me an Excel sheet. Charge codes. Oh my God, I'm playing charge codes on the toilet. Excel madness. <laughs> <laughs> we'll name our company Bland Games. I, I could get my mom playing video games. Oh yeah, that. with that one. <laughs> Come home from work just to do more work. <laughs> Uh, I would name it Meh, really. No. That's Meh. a company name. No. 
Meh. So, well, we hope to hear more of your online adventures as your furry right. evil dark panda. I, I'm currently a, a fox wearing a shirt that says Dicks wearing yellow short shorts. Mm-hmm. Dicks is spelled D-I-X, by the way. <laughs> There's a whole Dicks line of clothing. Is there right? Oh, yes. oh. Do you own Dicks? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, nice. I will... Uh, now that I have my copy back, I will log back in. I created a character and basically did nothing. So. I seen like when it says friends, like the shadow of your character. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, there she is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I, you could join my biker gang. Like since I okay. own the properties, I could like have friends join the group. I'll and go get the game and I'll come join your biker gang. Too. I guess yeah. I will too. <laughs> yeah. And there's already a, in in my biker uh, headquarters. There's already like five bikes already there that you could use. Mm-hmm. Be the game on biker game, and you can well at least the main game. So I assume you can in the online part. You can spray paint your weapons. So I would always have like hot pink machine guns. <laughs> oh, I would totally spray paint my weapons. Um, green. I don't think I have that option yet. Mm. But there's one car that I got that it's it's like a weird metallic pattern over the car, but it's mm-hmm. like hot pink metallic, mm-hmm. like weird checkered print over the whole car. Awesome. <laughs> I have a, uh, one of my things is a garage that already has like five hot rock cars in there. Nice. Is your character female? Of course. Of course. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it's Adam we're talking uh, about. Oh. Excuse me. I only have one like male character that I've created and that's my Final Fantasy fourteen character, which mm. I'm going to bring up because you actually sent this to us this morning. But so in the new patch, which is coming out next week, they're allowing the wedding garb to be equipable on either gender. Oh. So now the the men the male characters can wear the wedding dresses and the female characters can wear the tuxes. But can they yes. both be male male? Yes. You oh. they they you've been able to do same sex oh, marriages see. for a long time. That's but cool. You only get the option of your suit if you're male and the dress if you're. Is anyone getting married online and then just be like, you know, like maybe they have their own spouses in real life, but we're married online. Sure. Does that still go on? Yeah, people get married. Like people will get married just to get because you get like. When you get married, you get the outfits and you get like a special two-person mount that's like, like you know, got little wings on it or something. Is that on the wedding night? Right. <laughs> this is our special two-person mount. <laughs> Here's a side tangent back to furries. Sometimes people have their fairy characters and their characters are in a relationship, but they aren't in real life. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. yeah. Wow. It's yeah, like so having a whole separate thing going on in your head. A virtual... Know. I don't know if there's, like, divorce proceedings, though. Like, mm. I don't know how that works. <laughs> I've never been married in the game. Mm. You just know. haven't found the right one. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Finn. <laughs> you haven't I was found like, that. our characters could have got married, but I quit a long time ago. <laughs> but, I, but now I want to get married because I want to put my giant ogre man into a beautiful, pretty wedding. <laughs> <laughs> well, get back into it. Right? Yeah. You know when the next sale is or something. You know, they did have like a, a player or a comeback weekend? campaign where I had to like send you an invitation, then you get like three weeks or something, but then you have to like read. I kind of want to see if it would work on my new PC so I could just play it off of there. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. that one has like a shitload of like memory. Well, supposedly they are updating the original main story of the first section to be more streamlined and not quite so grindy. So Thank God. That is supposed That's to be where I stopped. <laughs> yeah. I stopped like at right near the end. I was like level 50 already or 40? You were in your 40s, yeah. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I was getting really close and then I was like, I don't want to pay anymore. There's a level <laughs> 50 grind that's really, really long. Question. 
Um, but you saw a movie, Stephen, this week. <laughs> Did you see a movie this Which week? Which one? I see a lot of movies. <laughs> <laughs> I already forgot what I watched already. Birds of Prey? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was fun. And the fantabulous emancipation of one Harleen Quinzel. Not or a Harley Quinn. I, yes, exactly. What? They they changed the title officially. Oh, really? Week after they released it, they changed the title. Because the people, regular people, don't know Birds of Prey. Yeah. You know, yeah. it was if you, if they remember anything, <laughs> if it was like a yeah, it was now like a now it's called Harley Quinn in Birds of Prey. That's dumb. Uh huh. It still should just be called Harley Quinn. Yeah, yeah it's the Birds of Prey are barely in the movie. They, they're really cool when they're in a movie, but they're barely in it. Or they should have originally called it Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey. Yeah. yeah. Something. How do you change or, the name of a movie of that's already out? <laughs> well, in there, it's not like they're going to go back and re-edit the movie so it's got a new title. It's just their display title. Yeah. When they when they show, you know, people go up to the marquee and go, what are we going to see tonight? And they'll be like, oh, Harley Quinn movie. Well, it, you know. So people are calling it a flop, although it was still the number one movie. It just um, and it, it's gotten decent reviews, and everyone that I know that's seen it really enjoyed it. Yeah, it's just people didn't go and actually see it. Right, right. And uh, we were out with Stephen the other night, and he pointed out to us that um, China's not showing movies right now. True. And so that really helped. That right, that helps to depress the overall box office, True. and which is probably why they say it performed it underperformed, even though it made mm-hmm. thirty million dollars. <clears throat> and China tried to put a lime in it. Try in the in, in the uh, <laughs> Go away. Sorry. <laughs> 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 Apparently there are people that, that oh anyway, maybe that's just YouTube jokes. Um no but they I wonder if they had maybe paid more attention to what fan reaction might be because they you know, they I don't know if they tried to hide away pictures from the fans or they I don't think they really released too much about the look of it or yeah. I'm trying to remember what kind of All promotion All I know it had. was I saw that one trailer that you guys showed me, but other than that, like I didn't really see Yeah, the, I felt like they kind of dropped the ball with the marketing a little bit. Mhm. Because it's like it's almost like DC's what? Deadpool. DC dropped the ball? Marketing. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, and the and in my fear considering that it's a female-led movie with a cast of mostly women directed by a woman, written mm-hmm. by a woman that Warner Brothers is going to take the wrong lessons away but it's a self-fulfilling prophecy because yeah. they already believe that it's not going to work so they don't put all so their resources it, into it right? and then it does fail to meet their expectations and then they go see we yep. knew it we were right all along but and, and their other problem was that margot robbie was the producer of the movie that she's in mm-hmm. which is never a good sign when because she will just focus on herself most of the time no i think in this case it's probably okay I wish that they had spent more time and energy developing the other ladies if they were going to put yeah, them in that's the movie. Kind of like... If you're going to call it Birds of Prey, put the Birds of Prey yeah. in the movie. Well, that's one weird thing, too, because I feel like comic book fans of the Birds of Prey comic, like, there's no Oracle, right, who's been a huge part of the Birds of Prey, like, really, for a long time, right? Yes, but to have Oracle, you have to have Barbara Gordon. Okay. So it's like, where exactly do you start on that? But continue. And then also, one of the huge, I mean, the whole story of her, like, emancipation does not involve Poison Ivy is also kind of like it. I mean, the fact that in in lore, like, they've had this, like, ongoing relationship for so long mm-hmm. that that isn't part of it. Was Poison Ivy also. not in the movie at all? No. <laughs> I'm not even a DC comic person and I know this. Like, come on! Right. 
But if you watch the cartoon, she is all over the cartoon, and it's awesome. I will, I've started watching the cartoon with you, and I want to continue to watch it. <laughs> well, there's, it. There's, the tone of the movie is really right on. It's just that the, the I don't know what they were planning on doing by introducing these other characters, like the Birds of Prey characters. Was this supposed to be some kind of launching pad for them when Harley herself has really only appeared in the Suicide Squad? And she's going to be in the next one. Are they know? still making the next one? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which James Gunn? Yeah. Okay. The guy that did Guardians of the Galaxy. Well, that's good. At yeah. they have a decent director. It could be their best DCU actual movie. Not performing, but their best one. Here's the thing. Look at Wonder Woman. It's a female-led movie directed by a female. And it surpassed all expectations. Mm-hmm. But they also marketed it. Right, right. Like, they put it out there in the world, and people got excited. Mm-hmm. And now they have this, like, anti-villain story that they're not marketing in. And now they're like, oh, look, see, it fails. Wonder Woman was a fluke. I'm like, no, Mm-mm. you're just being dumb and not putting the resources in the right places. Well, we'll see. The real test will be the Black Widow movie. True. Because I don't think they're, they're, they're marketing that as like they would have Ant-Man, even though she has been in most of the movies. One thing I have to say about Marvel, though, is I feel like they've perfected the timing of their marketing. Like, they've given us a couple trailers, and, like, there's so many times where we're just, like, like us fans are, like, waiting for a trailer, and they won't, and they withhold it. And then, so by the time they drop one, it's, like, a big deal. And I feel like they're really good knowing exactly the right time to ramp up the marketing and start bombarding everyone with commercials. So I think we'll see mm-hmm. more. Because yeah. that movie's in May, right? May. Yeah. yeah. So, so in, we still got time. So in April, we'll probably get like a shit ton of like material for that. Yeah. yeah. And we, you'll start seeing like all of the other characters in your Marvel Puzzle Quest games. And, you know, <laughs> right. The Red Guardian mm-hmm. and you know, all that stuff. It's already being seeded <clears throat> in, in uh, Future Fight because they already oh, yeah. introduced um, Taskmaster. Oh. And then, like uh, a whole other uh, Madame Hydra, and mm. some other characters Ooh. that are like. In, in that game, the whole thing is that like, you buy outfits for the characters to mm-hmm. upgrade them. So mm-hmm. there's these characters like, well, that's going to get an outfit. That character's going to get an outfit. Is Madame Hydra in the Black Widow movie? We don't know. Don't oh, because she so. was in that one Wolverine movie where he goes back to Japan, Viper, right? That was yeah. Oh, that was Viper. What well, a waste. Viper is Madame Hydra. She's one. Or she's been Madame Hydra. Oh, okay. She's one of them. Yeah. It's a title. Yeah. That's fine. I think Elektra has also been Madame Hydra at certain mm. points, but oh. who knows? Here's a question for you guys, though. Are we at a point where we're oversaturated with superheroes that people don't want them anymore? No. Not necessarily don't want them completely, but do we need a break from superheroes? That's. I think Martin Scorsese would say yes. Yeah, I, right? think, I think Although, we're kind of on our break <clears throat> now, and it's just now we're getting back out of the break. Because we had a little space of nothing for a good chunk. I feel like it's it's too late for it to go back in the box. I mean, like people have realized that there are so many different levels where superheroes make money. Like with the toys and with the spinoffs and with the actual movies and with the shows and... I feel like, yeah, we were at, kind of getting at this point where there's an oversaturation, but I mean, like, again, Marvel's kind of doing it really smart. Their last movie, I mean, was Spider-Man, I guess. So, like, they had this giant, the biggest movie ever in the world with yes. Endgame last year, and then they had a Spider-Man, which wasn't really even theirs. It's technically Sony's, right? Mm-hmm. And they haven't even had another, they're not even having another movie for a year. Mm-hmm. So, like, for them, that's a big good... Uh, Thing. That's a big yeah. We're gonna get four fucking movies next year, but you yeah. know, still, it's like I feel like 
they're kind of smart, like not wanting to shove it all down our face. And I'm I'm fucking waiting for WandaVision and for yeah. like, all these Disney Plus original Marvel shows. Mm-hmm. So. See, because like I saw Endgame, and I'm like, okay. I personally am good with superheroes for like, I don't know, five years. Like, I don't need another superhero movie. Like, I'll see Wonder Woman. I'll see Black Widow because... Of course. In my heart, she'll always be alive. And, you know, I'll see all these different movies, especially women-led movies. Mm -hmm. But I just... Kind of over the whole superhero thing at this point. Well, and I think that in general, people are looking for smaller films that are having a hard time competing against these blockbusters. So yeah. I don't know where the balance, you know, comes in. You know, that's why it's so great that Parasite won Best Picture. You yeah. stole my level up, Mark. Oh shit! <laughs> well, you can cut that out. I'll get it. I'll pick something I'll else. I'll think of a different one. Okay. <laughs> I did see an interesting video about like uh, movies that are like women-led movies that are like the ones that are working and the ones that aren't working, and then like the reason why some <coughs> of the male movies work is because they always have like a like an awesome female character to go with the male character, but when the, when it's flipped, the female movies are doing nothing but females and not a cool male side character. So if they were to flip it to have like a, like a great side character male character like Wonder Woman mm-hmm. like it'll appeal to more people but if they make it all women or all men like you're cutting off like a like that mark to the market that's right. actually true yeah, yeah. so like Harley that. Quinn I think because there's like barely any male characters just with the one villain mm-hmm. it was very male hating mm-hmm. uh, if they had like one male hero it probably would have helped a little to like brought in the horizon and of course all the Joker bros are like nah fuck that bitch yeah yeah basically <laughs> they're dummies yeah maybe they are. like they had like throughout that whole movie there was like all the male characters were all bad even yeah. the nice one turned out to be bad well so not even not just bad but but probably even like gay like there's st- i guess the jury's still out about v- the relationship between victor and and uh black mask yeah i think they cut that up it did seem to be a lot yeah. less uh I think there was more scenes, but they chopped it. Okay. So who slices into who first during that sexual? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think, uh, I think they Black Master likes to watch. Yeah, yeah, he they portray him more as just like a voyeur who go with anything. I did like his yeah. gloves though. He had a really cool gloves throughout the whole movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and they didn't they have to redo the mask too? Yeah, because they made a half mask, but not a full mask, which is dumb. And people hated it. Yeah. I was like, how do you be Black Master without a full? Mask. Well, it's still a mask. Speaking of people hating things with the movie, uh-huh. do you want to talk about Sonic real quick? Is that not amazing? This weekend, <laughs> I see these. When I open up the news this morning, I see a headline that Sonic made sixty million dollars this past weekend, which is was this past weekend opening weekend for Sonic? Yeah, and I thought or for right sure, <laughs> and that's including whatever potential China problems that we're still dealing with mm-hmm. with Corona and lines. The funniest article <laughs> I saw was like Sonic has been a. Uh, more received better than Star Wars was. Yeah. yeah. I was like, damn. So yeah, what that's... you're saying is that a, a, a company heard fans, fixed it, and people are like, look, you listen to us, we're going to pay you? I th- I mean, I'm sure that there is some of that there. I did see people writing articles saying, hey, look, they listened to us, let's go support the movie. Mm-hmm. But I, $60 million is still... A lot of support. But then, yeah. uh, then the reviews start coming in where like, it's actually really good. Yeah. yeah. Isn't it like a nine <clears throat> on Rotten Tomatoes or something like yeah. that? Like super high? And Jim Carrey's back to his face mugging, which people love. Yeah. You well, know? 
that was what I kept hearing on, like, the radio stuff. They're like, this is just classic Jim Carrey that everyone knows and loves. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, I, I like old school Jim Carrey. <laughs> like, I'd go see that. Yeah, I was like, I, I like Ace Ventura and all that shit. Yeah. <laughs> does, he, does he talk with his butt? That's the big question. We don't know yet. No, we don't. Well, I think he's very jazz hands. He has <laughs> buttons in his hands. Mm. And the thing with the Sonic redesign, like, coming from the fan outcry, I mean, <clears throat> there's been a lot of think pieces on it. Like, should fans really be able to influence their art mm-hmm. and it's like oh well you know so on one side it's like well auteurs should be able to kind of like you know have their vision created and not have to like cow to like fan pressure but on the other hand it's sort of like well what is artistic about that horrible scary ass design well that was the other thing like if like, you're is going... that really an auteur's vision no. i don't if think you're so. going That's... to take a classic character that everyone knows like if you put sonic on a tv screen everyone's gonna know who that is Mm -hmm. if you take that and alter it so much to where it doesn't even look like the classic character anymore Mm -hmm. like what what was the thought process behind that like that's what i want to know the scary teeth no yeah right and also who owns these characters in the end yes there's a company that's going to be reaping the benefits of it but you know, the fans are the ones who are expected to put their butts in seats for two yeah, hours and watch yeah. a monstrosity yeah, or exactly. watch something that re- that looks like what they want to see. Right. You know, and sometimes the sometimes the artistic side of filmmaking clashes with the commercial side in this instance. And I think that in a lot of ways, the commercial side should be should win. <laughs> I just don't think you should alter a character like such an iconic character so much. Like that's that's like making Mario tall and thin well, with no mustache. The Mario Brothers movie's a great example. Yeah. Like the Bowser? Like, <laughs> awful. Like how no. do you you can't take a classic character <laughs> that everyone knows. You don't even have to play video games to know these characters. Yeah. And but, like alter them so much. But sometimes the sometimes the the it pays off because look at Aquaman. Huge opening. And he's not blonde. He's got long mm-hmm. hair, the beard, and he's the Aquaman. Aquaman? He's the Aquaman that people didn't even really know that they wanted. Yeah, because that's the direction that someone decided to take. So it's Jason Momoa. Exactly. Like he's just they sexy. Him, like they made the '80s Aquaman, <laughs> but they're just not made of blonde. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, for any of you listeners, if you want to contribute to this conversation and give us your thoughts, we're on Facebook. You can tweet at us. What tweet. else? Tweet at us. I don't care. Oh my goodness. Instagram. (laughs) I'm the twit. You can tweet. Uh, And just reach out to us. We do want to start hearing more from you. Are you out there? Hello? (laughs) Am I in here? What? All right. So let's go ahead and talk about what made us level up. Um, Adam. Well, my level up was going to be that Parasite won the Oscar for Best Picture. Right. But I want one. Can we talk about for a second how the director made his two Oscars kiss? Oh. Did you see that? No. He won. Didn't he win like Best Director and yeah. then Best? He, they, yeah, won four Oscars. Mm-hmm. And there's a picture of him making his two Oscars kiss, and I'm like, yeah. that's what I would do if I won multiple Oscars. Like two Kens. <laughs> um, I I saw the movie. I thought it was really well done. Oh, we got the. Oh. We'll have to we post just saw the picture. picture. Yeah, for now everybody. we have to post it. Yeah. Um, I thought it was totally deserved. Uh, it just like does not take you where you think that movie's gonna go, and it's just like a ride that you st- strap in for and think about afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, I also wanted to <laughs> express my happiness that the Irishman did not win any Oscars. Yes, I thought that was a piece of shit movie. Horrible. And I cannot believe it was nominated for best special effects. 
I feel like that's a travesty. Um, what I was movie hoping did win for special effects? It ended up being 1917 that won. Although okay. I was kind of hoping for Avengers Endgame because, I mean, that's basically all special effects. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. I understand why it didn't. Um, and I understand why 1917 would have. But I do think, like, if we're comparing the de-aging technology of Carrie Fisher in Star Wars and those old men in The Irishman and Michael Douglas in Avengers Endgame, I think Michael Douglas was the best one. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, judging from that, I would have given it to Avengers Endgame. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think I'm mostly pretty happy with how all the awards went down. There's only one good thing about The Irishman, and it's Joe Pesci. Yeah. And they could have cut out easily... I don't know, two hours of that movie that didn't have Joe Pesci in it. Right. I don't know what kind of story it would have left. <laughs> they could have cut out two hours of men just mumbling to each other. It was, it's just a mess. Yeah. I didn't see it. I didn't see it either. Good. I watched it on Netflix and only took bathroom breaks. And so that was an entire... It's a three and a half hour fucking oh. movie. Oh my God. Horrible. And I have friends who actually sat in the theater to watch it. That's when you get so old that people stop telling you now. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, um... Stephen, why don't you tell us what made you level up? Um, not much lately. Oh, okay. <laughs> but um, so yesterday was uh, Valentine's Day, mm-hmm. and uh, I actually spent it with my friends. There are a couple, but they're very like anti Valentine's Day. Mm. But we ended up watch. Uh, we I made them watch the BBC Dracula series, and they were like, "Oh, this is kind of nice and." horribly romantic <laughs> but there's like a side character in that show have you guys seen it yet? i've seen the first episode i've seen the the nun lady yeah the whole time we're like i love her uh-huh. she just like straight up talks shit right to dracula and like she gives no fucks and she's like the best badass character in the show we were watching it we we're like man the writing in the show is so damn good i hope they make more episodes i know there's like only three episodes but mm-hmm. it's like damn well, Castlevania's coming back soon. Oh my god, yeah, I'm so excited about that. <laughs> <laughs> Castlevania season three. In March. Birthday month. <laughs> well, uh, Ray, do you want to go next? I can go next. Okay. I am watching a TV show, guys. And okay. we all know this is a big deal because I don't watch TV. Um, it's actually called Deputy. Okay. And it's like a cop show. It's kind of political. I'm not actually a huge fan of it. But I'm watching it because Bex Taylor Klaus is in it. And they're amazing. And this last episode, they made TV history by having their character come out as a non-binary character on TV. Mm. Oh, that's cool. Nice. So no one, it's the first time somebody has come out as non-binary on TV. And I just think that's really awesome as like uh, coming from like a queer person to see it uh, on TV and have more representation out there. And Mm -hmm. I think it's really cool. The show's actually entertaining. It's just, it's another cop show. (laughs) (laughs) But um, I highly recommend it. It's good. The acting's amazing. Um, I personally think Bishop, who is Bex's character, is like the star of the show, but I think that they deserve more screen time. But that's because there's a whole bunch of old white men in charge so you know because we need more of that in the world (laughs) but yeah i just think it's cool that uh we had that historic moment the other day awesome i'm gonna say that um what made me level up this last week was actually one of my school assignments um i'm getting my master's in public administration so i'm knee deep in government Uh and um one of our assignments, we had a teacher who uh, went, was supposed to go to Antarctica for a couple of weeks. She ended up not being able to go. But while we were gone, we were supposed to watch the first four episodes of The West Wing, which is a show that I believe I've watched two episodes of mm-hmm. and never finished it. 
now I'm hooked mm -hmm. because it is an interesting look and she's lending some legitimacy to it by having us watch it. Mm -hmm. But the behind the scenes of what goes on in the White House and how it's very fast paced and very political, but it's also showing um, how important it is to compromise, which is a huge, um, it's a weakness of mine, but it's definitely a weakness in our ongoing politics. So if you're tired of the political grind and want something political that, that like hits that little political button, mm -hmm. but won't make you angry necessarily, <laughs> that will make you feel better, I think, because if it shows compromise, which has been lost. What is compromise? Yeah. That's where you want something. Oh, you don't want to explain? It? All right. <laughs> <laughs> I know what compromise is. Right. The world and I have, a, I have one secondary topic just to wrap up real quick because sure. my, my brother brought it up to me. Should Marvel kill Punisher? Because the Punisher symbol is becoming a, a right-wing symbol. And it's becoming a symbol of uh, oppression mm -hmm. with certain police forces. There are gangs in other countries that are starting to use the Punisher symbol to mark their territory. Mm -hmm. And it is, uh, I believe the creator of the Punisher has actually disavowed the character at this point because it's completely gone in a different direction. I mean, he was originally created to be a villain. Mm-hmm. And then a, just a vigilante. And then a vigilante with the backstory that made you understand why he was a vigilante. And then more and more as time progresses, people are getting more sympathetic to his point of view. And a more sympathetic to people that take the law into their own hands. I don't know that... I don't know. I don't know if Marvel's going to kill it, but Netflix sure did. Well... well <laughs> true. Good point. I think that Marvel could... To get my interesting mileage for storytelling out of that exact situation, mm -hmm. and I think if they get the right writer behind it, some you know, like maybe like a Grant Morrison or somebody who can really kind of think his way through like a twisty sort of thing, mm -hmm. I think that they can actually address that by keeping the Punisher around. Maybe the Punisher can can start going out and, and punishing the people that are co stealing his copyrighted uniform. Right. <laughs> hey, I thought they killed him, and then he just came back as like a weird Frankenstein thing. Didn't that happen a while? But like that was a Max title, yeah. right? That was like Didn't a long that, time ago. It was like when he fought Venom. Uh, I don't remember. That was a couple of years ago. Um, because they don't really... So it happened again? They don't, <laughs> they don't really use Punisher. Because he was like undead for a while, but that now. was like... 2000s, I thought. Yeah, they don't really use him in comics now. If he is, he's in Thunderbolts and he's just with villains. Yeah. Mm. Well, he maybe he should be returned to villain status. Or not at all. No. Yeah. Well, that's an interesting <laughs> question that Thank we don't you. have an answer to. Right. <laughs> I mean, the show was interesting, but as a comic, I never read a bunch of comics. I never had interest in him. Yeah. It was fun. The Max series was fun that the first movie is based off of. Because the... It was just outrageous humor. Garth Ennis wrote it. Mm -hmm. It was fun. But now it's just gone awry. Yeah. Punisher Death Squads. Yeah. No thanks. No. And on that note. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, until next time? Yeah. All right. Game on. Game on. <laughs> you can cut all that at the end if you want. <laughs>